0: Coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech, Apple backs down from disabling Face ID on iPhones if the screen is repaired by someone other than Apple. Discord backs down from trying to integrate cryptocurrency into Discord. And the creators of NFTs himself has posted a long statement as to why the current state of NFTs is a complete scam. All that more coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Good evening, guys. Doing good evening, North. Swim. are this guys on tech? I am Eagle Falcon. Well, this was a week. This was quite an interesting week. Normally, I only have a handful of stories that relate to security vulnerabilities, bad bad company practice and whatnot. I am not exaggerating. I say half of what I have today falls into that category. So, I mean, if you're here for
1: the Doomer news, for the Doomer tech news, you're only
0: partly out of luck. Because actually some 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 of the, quote, Doomer news I have is actually good news. This one is not, though. Windows 11 really wants to go ahead and push the limits as to what Microsoft can get away from and makes it so that any attempt to open any link at all within windows 11 opens it in microsoft edge you have chrome installed tough your link opens an edge you have firefox installed tough it opens an edge You have Opera installed. Rethink your life decisions, and also tough. It opens an edge. You have the Brave browser installed. Tough. It opens an edge. Now, a lot of you might be, might not be aware of this, but did you know? In the past, Microsoft actually got slapped with a lawsuit for web browser monopolization with this. At the time, very good web browser, but by modern standards, it's uh, a cancer known as Internet Explorer. And they did very similar things, make it so that no matter how hard you tried, no matter what you installed on the platform, anything for the web browser would open in Internet Explorer instead of, well, at the time, Netscape which was the other alternative.
1: I actually do wonder how many tech users nowadays even knew there was a time without Google Chrome. Like that just feels surreal to me and also makes me feel ancient
0: that that's even possible. Now there are third-party tools to try and get around this little problem of Windows 11 and forcing you to use Microsoft Edge, even though Microsoft Edge is just Google Chrome when push comes to shove.
1: But here's what I'll say about this.
0: Place your bets now. How long... Until the EU throws an antitrust lawsuit
1: at Microsoft. I'll give it two weeks.
0: And I base this on nothing other than the fact that if there's one thing the EU really loves to do right now. It is absolutely throw antitrust lawsuits at big tech companies. Even if it doesn't make sense, even what they're saying is antitrust makes no sense whatsoever. They will do it. But in this case, they're, you know,
1: there is existing precedent. Precedent. But if you were wondering,
0: now that Windows 11 is a real product, an official product, has it gotten better? Has the problems of Windows 11 improved at
1: all? I mean, I don't know about you, but um,
0: I'm not really a fan of the operating system telling me that it knows best for which web browser I can use. And I say that as the guy who pretty much ha- well, actually, this streaming computer, I have like four web browsers installed, but that's, that's a long story as to why. But in the end, and this is one of the reasons
1: why I have a hard time using Macs, I'm the user. It's my computer. I'm going to decide how I use my computer.
0: You, the manufacturer, or the operating system uh, um, creator, don't know what my use case is. Because even if my use case is
1: basic, I mean, making a podcast... Streaming
0: on Twitch. And then doing who knows what in FF14. That's pretty much what this computer is used for. But in any case, you might say you that Microsoft or HP no, knows how to do that the best. And I'd say that's too bleeping bad. I don't want my links to open up an edge. I want them to open up in Firefox, or I want them to open up in Chrome,
1: or whatever. So it's my computer. Kind of like also in the world of Apple,
0: I'd like to decide who gets a cut of my money when I go ahead and, poor, and make poor life decisions and use in-app purchases in a terrible mobile game.
1: I know I have a low opinion of mobile gaming, but can you blame me? But regardless.
0: The whole point of Apple having to go ahead and allow third-party app store payments is beneficial to everyone on the platform. Apple did try to appeal it to get it delayed after they realized, wait, we actually lost that in the Apple versus Epic Games lawsuit. And, well, the judge has come down and said, hey, Apple, you know that delay you wanted me to give you? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. As everything stands right now, and I want to stress that, as everything stands right now Apple must underline must allow third party app store
1: payments now you might wonder what does that mean for those of you that are watching this live on Twitch I want you to go ahead and do something, grab your phone. Don't worry, you're not gonna be spending any, any money. You don't, you, don't, you don't have to, and you shouldn't actually. Grab your phone. If you have the Twitch app, open it.
0: Now go to, go and pick a channel, preferably Eagle Falcon, but pick any channel and look at the price. For what it is to subscribe or purchase bits.
1: Don't actually do it though. And then compare that to
0: the desktop. We've talked about this in the past, but seeing it again for yourself is always important to see exactly What kind of nonsense is going on? Because you're going to find out
1: that there is roughly a 20% markup on mobile
0: versus the actual desktop platform. You want to know why? The desktop platform uses its own independent third-party payment processor on mobile. You have to underline have to use Apple or Google's and their payment processor takes a staggering 30% payment cut by comparison.
1: If you were to, say,
0: go to a store and use your credit card, the payment processor fee there is usually
1: around 2%. Now,
0: granted, there's like a little asterisk. Every contract's different. But roughly when everything's said and done, it's about 2%.
1: You see how this matters?
0: The payment processor inside these apps is absolutely atrocious, and it's been for a while, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but it needs to be reset. Because it's so easy. Where your eyes just kind of glaze over. Oh, Apple's not adding third-party App Store payment app and whatever. Blech. But in the end, adding them does make a huge impact, both for the small developers on the App Store and for the consumers making poor life decisions In buying a hundred loot boxes in whatever gotcha game you're 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 currently suckered into right now, like those sort of things add up.
1: Speaking of Apple, we gotta win.
0: We talked last week. I actually can't remember if it was in the main podcast or the uh, bonus episode of the podcast. But Apple, it was found that if an independent repair shop, or you just did it yourself, replaced the LCD screen on your iPhone. And keep in mind, this is a tough process, it's not impossible. For a DIY repair guy to do it, I mean, I could do it. It would just take a heat gun, a razor blade, and a replacement screen. If you replace the screen, even with an Apple original, like let's say someone smashed their cameras, donated their iPhone to me, and I had the exact same iPhone that just had a shattered screen, and I replaced the good screen with the bad screen. Face ID wouldn't work. Face ID, for those who don't know, that is the biometric security system built in the iPhone to scan your face to unlock. It is also a component of the phone that is used by tons of VTubers to animate their avatar, since it is a 3D face scanning camera. And a very good one, I might add.
1: Why can't we get more of, the, of these cameras
0: standalone again? But I digress. If you replace the screen on the hardware level, Apple turns off Face ID. It cannot be used to unlock the phone. It cannot be used by third-party apps. It cannot be used, period. So if you went ahead and did it yourself... Or you went to an independent repair shop because Apple wanted to charge you $600 to replace your screen or whatever the heck they charge nowadays. It's probably close to like $400, but regardless. Let's be honest. You have an iPhone. You shatter your screen. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to Apple directly, pay $400? Or are you going to go ahead and go to... Bob the Rebuilder down the street and get the screen replaced for $250. Oh, but they're $1,000 phones. You can afford them if you have it. Yeah, no one pays $1,000 up front for an iPhone. Just like I didn't pay $1,000 up front for this Samsung phone either.
1: You pay it over the course of two years at about, you know, $30, $40 a month.
0: Most iPhone owners don't have 400 in cash in their pocket. Just say, oh, I dropped my phone. I guess I'll just go to Apple and get it done there. But the reason. The reason that Face ID was being disabled was get this. Because of a security chip built into the phone, into the screen. That was serial numbered.
1: And in
0: software, if the phone detected that the serial number of the screen did not match what the the logic board already knew, it would disable face ID. So an independent repair shop would have to go ahead, unsolder and resolder, pretty much take off the old controller off the old screen, Take off the new controller on the new screen, then re-solder that on, which, by the way, is roughly, you know, since it's, you know, a chip, roughly a hundred little micro-solder balls got to be put on there. Hours painstakingly lining the whole thing up, heating it all up to exactly the right temperature, not too hot because then the solder will be free-flowing enough that it'll connect to each other and short the whole board.
1: All because
0: the phone itself looks for a seal number and flips you off if it doesn't match. The chip does literally nothing else, by the way,
1: that is unique to that screen.
0: Well, after the right-to-repair crowd got wind of this and, by the way, rightfully got angry. Rightfully so. Apple has officially backed off and has pushed out a software update to disable this serial number checking. So, yeah, by the way, all the... uh, the Apple Kool-Aid drinkers that were preaching about how Apple needed to go ahead and do this for security reasons.
1: Please tell me again what those security reasons were. Come on. I'm waiting. I'd love to hear what those security reasons are. Because Again, the chip did nothing. all the security backend is on the logic board. Uh, so a little bit of doomer news, but again, a good sign. Meanwhile, Apple is launching a
0: Oh no, this is actually old news. This actually goes back to the whole thing. I actually just left this article in specifically to talk about the whole independent repair thing. Because one of the arguments that's constantly brought up by the Apple Kool-Aid drinkers is why have independent repair? Since any independent shop can become an Apple authorized shop and get the tools required. Because the thing is that whole screen I just mentioned The actual official Apple stores
1: have a tool that all they do is just plug in
0: an external computer, flash the chip, and it's happy. All they do is just swap the screen. That's it. No reballing or
1: anything like that. But if you're an authorized independent
0: Apple repair store, then... You can just get the device. So, so why be in favor of the independent shops? So you can just get a go to an Apple authorized one.
1: Well, a
0: friendly reminder as to the things you have to comply with if you are an authorized Apple repair store. First off, you cannot have contraband
1: on the site of your store. Now that word sounds reasonable. Except you know what contraband actually is? Spare parts.
0: So if you want to go into an authorized Apple repair shop, they do not have the screen you need on site they have to order it and it's going to take four days for it to come in yeah you know that iphone pro you have pro it's supposed to be maximum uptime because you use it professionally yeah you shatter the screen you're without it for four days minimum Because they are not allowed to have the part on site.
1: Independent shop? Two hours. Most likely to do the job. And it's just two hours labor. Authorized
0: Apple repair shops are also supposed to. Regularly submit. Customer data. Directly to Apple. You know, for that extra level of creepiness for the whole thing. And my personal favorite, my personal favorite, let's say you had an independent shop and you went ahead and decided you were going to go ahead and try
1: the authorized Apple repair program.
0: You were going to go ahead and try to be an official Apple store repair site. And after not listening to that wonderful sounding guy on that one podcast you listened to that one time, you're like, ah, it's fine. I'll just go ahead and try it myself. And then realize, oh, wow, that guy was right. This is terrible. And you leave, you are still subjected by contract to random searches from Apple up to five years
1: After leaving the program for contraband. But no, it's the right to repair people that are crazy. Yeah, just keep that
0: in mind. In all this. I, for one, am glad to see Apple did back down from this because it was a stupid design
1: choice in the first place. And
0: before every single before every single Android fanboy and fangirl out there go goes Man, whatever happened at Apple's, that's irrelevant because it doesn't affect us. Uh-huh. Yeah. It it whatever happened at Apple doesn't affect us. Because of course Android makers like Samsung would never do Apple-like things such as remove the headphone jack. Or remove the SD card
1: reader. Or punch a hole in in the screen. Or go ahead and disable the camera module if you try to go ahead and install a bootloader. Oh, wait, they've done all those things, haven't they? Whether you're
0: on Team Apple or Team Android, Apple still needs to be pushed back. Because whatever Apple gets, gets away with, everyone else will still try to get away with it. And although Android is better than Apple. Like, I can't deny that. Apple, uh, Android is still better as far as being consumer friendly than Apple. You have to be blind at this point or just simply not be aware of how quickly the consumer friendliness of Android is being eroded more and more and more ...and more away.
1: Because here's the thing right now.
0: Try to find an Android phone right now... ...that has a headphone jack... ...and is not a super budget phone.
1: It's tough. You're either getting a really
0: sketchy Chinese phone... Or I believe actually the new crazy high-end Sony phone that's like, it's like something stupid. It's like $1,600 has a headphone jack. But that's pretty much it. Also, do not get that high-end Sony phone just because it has a headphone jack. If you're going to get that crazy high-end Sony phone... You better be doing it for the actual feature that it touts, which is having a DSLR quality camera sensor built into it. No, I'm not jealous of it. Why would you think that? Okay, maybe a little. We're going to take our first break here when we come back. Google! (laughs) Google is abusing Google Maps to go ahead and send basically full-on propaganda (laughs) welcome back eagle eyes on tech i'm eagle falcon during the break, as we're live at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon, we were actually just quickly talking about uh, ads a little bit and the current situation with uh, Twitch being very, very aggressive as far as ads. I actually didn't have it planned in my my plan for the podcast at all today, but let's actually talk about it real quick and my findings, because I did experiment with them a little bit on my end. And I know this is going to be a repeat for everyone who's live, but we weren't recording. So here's how it goes basically right now.
1: If you join in a stream,
0: you will get what is referred to as a pre-roll, a 30-second advertisement that you have to sit through unless you're subscribed
1: to that streamer.
0: And then after that, you don't get any more ads unless they run any mid rolls. You as the streamer can
1: disable pre-rolls for a certain amount of
0: time. Now, the word that's been going out for a while now was three minutes of ads disables one hour of pre-rolls. And honestly,
1: I would do that. I would
0: absolutely say, hey, every hour, I'll take a, I'll take a quick three-minute break. We'll run ads. For those that are subbed, I'll go, I'll go play music and have a BRB screen, that sort of thing. I'd be totally on board for that, and I think that is healthy. You should, as a streamer, take breaks.
1: But that's not what it is right now. It is three minutes of ads gets you 30 minutes of no pre-rolls. Well,
0: while I'm in favor of taking breaks, I am not going to pause the action going on in a stream every 30 minutes now for a podcast like this it does make sense because let's be perfectly honest a podcast like like this you are stacking a lot more information and it actually is a lot more stressful to go ahead and do a talk show like this than it is to play a game and poke fun of the game and talk with chat Like, there it makes some sense.
1: But if I'm playing, like, say, we are actually just talking about Chrono... Let's say I'm playing Chrono Trigger. If I'm going through Magus's castle, you're going to be doing that in stretches of about an hour. And then, of course, they want to go ahead and push the use of this, what what do they call this, atrocious tool? I actually have to look it up, because I hate this thing so much. The ads manager. To run... To run ads automatically
0: without your control on your stream because that's what people want. They want their content
1: interrupted on a whim.
0: Without the streamer's control. Even though you'd argue, but the streamer can go ahead and press the button to delay them. Let me tell you if I'm in the middle of FF14 and I'm raiding with seven other people and we're in the middle of Coils of Ahmet, guess what? My focus is not on how many more minutes until the stream is interrupted by ads. My focus is on is the healer alive? when is the next dragon coming down and laying down a a pile of hot death in the middle of the field and when's the next gaze i gotta go and look away from i am absolutely not going to be paying attention to the timer and keep in mind that's just an MMO. There's a lot of downtime in MMO between wipes. We can go ahead and just say, all right, we're going to go t- take a quick breather. We're losing, we're losing our minds d- dying to, to Twintania 87 times in a row. That'd be a good time to run a break.
1: Now, let's say you're a speedrunner.
0: Every single second. You are laser focused on making sure that you are doing everything perfectly. You are absolutely not going to be paying attention to when the ads are running. Now, one argument that was said was these ads are non-intrusive. They're just going to be going ahead and running a small banner at the bottom and not interrupting the game or even adding audio at all.
1: Bull pie. We have proof. Because guess what?
0: The banner ads? They run at random regardless of whether you run mid-rollers or
1: not. The increment
0: seems to be about 10 minutes between banner ad, and it is noticeable and it is obtrusive because it does shrink your player. So already you have the jarring notice that your viewing screen of the game shrinks. Not a lot, mind you. It's only by about 10% to make room for the banner ad, but it's still noticeable to say it's non-intrusive is a lie. And the worst part is you as the streamer have no control over it. None. Zip. Zero. Nada. Even if you go ahead and play the bad, underline bad, mid-roller ad game that Twitch has in place that is absolutely atrocious and ends up resulting in no ads being played. Now you have the non-choice of banner ads being played and you'll never know when they happen. Oh, and for bonus points, by the way, when you run mid rollers, you don't even see on your creator dashboard that they're running. The only clue you get,
1: literally, the only clue you get is that if you
0: had an ad button up, if you had an ad button up, it would say you cannot click this again because, of course, you cannot stack ad
1: breaks. So there, there's my rant on the ads
0: because I've now actually gone in and tried to see what in the flying flock is going on with the ads.
1: So let me tell you something, Twitch. If you, what's, what is better for you? Six ads every hour per viewer? Or zero ads per viewer every hour? Someone in chat asks, is Twitch Turbo
0: immune? I do not know. At this point, I do not believe you can even get Twitch Turbo. I know the links to Twitch Turbo are gone. I do not know if um, if trying to go ahead and direct link to it still works. Okay, no, it does. T- you can in fact still get Twitch Turbo if you go to twitch.tv slash turbo
1: for nine dollars a month.
0: And it is, in fact, ad-free viewing with, quote, limited exception is what they say on this page. That probably has not been updated since 2018. Someone in chat says there is still a link to it. I do not believe there. Oh, yeah. No, never mind. It actually is still there. They just really, really hit it.
1: So they clearly finally gave into that because that link actually was gone. For the longest time. It was shortly after they got rid of uh, ad free viewing with Twitch Prime that the Twitch Turbo button was gone.
0: But once again, my final thoughts on Twitch advertisements. Twitch, for whatever reason, is extremely, extremely in desperate need of
1: getting ad revenue. Okay, I get that. We all got to pay our bills. But at some point, you have to ask. If you want us streamers to run ads, you've got to make it worth it.
0: Because no matter how you look at it, a Twitch stream is not a Saturday morning cartoon. We
1: shouldn't be running... One minute ads. Every 10 minutes. We shouldn't be running. Three minutes of ads. Every 30 minutes. Because streaming is not that kind of content.
0: VODs. Are that kind of content. And I still argue. And I still wish. Twitch would go ahead and
1: make this form factor because it would make the most sense if they want to go ahead and inject ads. Let us put tags on
0: our clips and go create a TikTok-style feed of Twitch clips and inject ads there. Once again, you create the VOD sort of content that you desperately need, because guess what? I can't be live 24-7. No one can be live 24-7, and no one should be live 24-7. There still should be some content for us to feed
1: our viewers when we're not away. Or when we are away.
0: And I would argue going in on the TikTok model, letting us tag our clips and creating a feed of 30, of 30 second to one minute clips for people to enjoy and injecting, you know, a quick 10 second ad every, you know, 15 clips. It's a no brainer.
1: It's a form factor. You're expecting
0: ads. You get your ad revenue. You don't even have to share any of it. Because not on any anyone in particular's channel at all.
1: It's short. It's very much non-intrusive. Since it's, you know. Again, in a space you expect it. But no one wants to see a 30-second ad
0: in the middle of that great streamer trying to save a a Coils of Ahamut Savage run that's about to die. But is safe at the last minute because of a well-timed healer LB3 or something. No one wants to get interrupted in that moment. No one wants to get interrupted in the middle of a Dark Souls speedrun. Twitch management looks more and more foolish. And these sort of things need to
1: be looked at. Someone
0: in chat s- says that the, uh, the VOD content on Twitch right now has ads every 30 seconds or so, even, even if you are or aren't a, su- a subscriber. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. If you're not a subscriber, they haven't had 30 minutes.
1: You know what the other problem is with the VOD content?
0: Oh, did I say thir- 30 seconds? Has, let me rephrase that has ads every 30 minutes if you're not a subscriber on the VOD content. Not that it really matters, because here's the biggest problem with VODs on Twitch. No one views VODs unless they are a dedicated viewer to that streamer. The only people who view my VODs are people who are regulars, weren't able to be there when I was live, and want to see what was my reaction to getting to this certain
1: point in their favorite game. And you want to know why that is? VODs are not searchable. Because VODs cannot be tagged. Zero effort has been put into Twitch's VOD system.
0: Which is why. Like the VOD system, it's a lost cause. It is why I keep pushing. You have this great clip creation system. Let us take a feed of them. Let us go ahead and put tags on, on them. I don't mind if I have to spend an extra 30 minutes after every stream going through the handful of clips I, I found, which ones I like, and then add tags to them. To let them be better searchable so that an algorithm can go ahead and feed them to, to, to someone wanting to go ahead and, and view a constant flow of them. I feel that is what Twitch desperately needs right now. Because as I've said in the past, if you are not growing, you are shrinking. And right now, Twitch is not growing. World of Warcraft right now is not growing. And Twitch and World of Warcraft both seem to just be completely and utterly out of touch with what their user base
1: wants. Actually, I can't really say that about WoW
0: anymore. Seeing as how they at least went ahead. And gave us. the WoW at, WoW at least went ahead and teased out. Basically enough content to make it sound like an expansion. It sounds dumb. It sounds like a really dumb expansion for their 9.2 update. New area and a godlike dev room sort of thing and a plot that makes no sense still. But you know what? They're u- the remaining user base
1: they have wanted content. They're getting content. A year later than they should have gotten it, but at least they're getting something. What are we getting on Twitch? Twitch. Poor pokes at a sore spot in our arms saying, hey, play more ads.
0: Like let that sink in for a minute and on the state of Twitch. Twitch streamers right now are being treated worse than the loyal player base of World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, how could I forget? Thank you, chat. And also the instant gift buttons. So you too, when you give your phone to your kid, can accidentally just press buttons and spend 50 of your dollars
1: on a whim. Yeah, cool, thanks. I want that on my conscience as a Twitch streamer.
0: $50 of that one loyal viewer that's going through hard times right now, and now it's to try and figure out how to go ahead and pay their grocery, sp- grocery bill after their kid just went ahead and spent half of it on gift subs that I can't refund back. By the way, quick run quick rant on, uh, on, on the current ad situation on Twitch, by the way. Only went 21 minutes. All right. That, all right. That, that's the end of my, of my Twitch rant and my discoveries over the week with the current situation. And as you can tell, I am not thrilled. I am absolutely not thrilled. And at this point, the best thing that could happen for Twitch right now is a blog post saying that the current leadership has resigned. I have no faith. In the current leadership at Twitch, none, zip, zero, nada, because they continue again and again and again to push out bad monetization models and just basically preach the word inclusivity and do basically nothing other than a Twitter post saying we're inclusive. About as hollow as uh, frickin' Walmart saying we care. Cool. Thanks.
1: Now, actually, do something about it. Ugh. Where
0: was I actually gonna start with? Oh, yeah, Google. Apparently, it's sending anti-regulation pr- propaganda to small businesses using Google Maps. I thought, actually, for a moment, that I might have s- <laughs> that I might have seen something like this on, on my own, but actually, it was a uh, different email altogether. Trying to go ahead and put and push uh, some other stuff.
1: Now, I don't care
0: where you stand on the political aisle. All right, I don't care whether you're left lean leaning, right leaning, north leaning, south leaning, whatever. don't think any large platform like Google Maps should be used to
1: push any political agenda. Or for that fact Any agenda. Period! You are a GPS. How
0: would you like it if you went ahead, fired up your your, who the heck has uh, GPSs nowadays? That's not built into a phone. Is TomTom Tom still around? Garmin, Garmin, I know it's still around. You you fire up your Garmin in your like 2003 sedan, and you go fricking
1: downtown, and it's just like in.
0: In 400 feet, turn left. Did you know that the streetcar was put in at the cost of taxpayer dollars? You should vote Prop 69 to... to deny any more funding being wasted on this terrible streetcar. You'd be furious! You're a GPS! Stop it!
1: Why should my opinion change?
0: If the GPS is powered by Google. No, absolutely not. And I don't care whether it's to consumers, to businesses, or whoever. Stay in your lane. If I'm going to give flack to Facebook for it, I'm going to give flack to Google for it. I'm going to give flack to Apple for it. I'm going to give flack to Amazon to it. And if for whatever reason... I was dumb enough in my own business to go ahead and submit pamphlets in customer's pickup orders, preaching whatever my own political nonsense would be, I'd give flack to
1: myself.
0: We're going to take a break here and we come back. We have more stuff to get to. (laughs) back eagle eyes on tech i'm eagle falcon by the way hey remember how earlier i was talking about how the new hotness is all about antitrust lawsuits well google has lost one finally after 11 years of fighting a case and now faces a 2.4 billion euro fine Unless I am, I am mistaking the symbol for euros and pounds again. But I'm, I'm fairly certain I have it round. I'm, pr- I'm fairly certain this is the symbol for euros. That is one thing that always drives me nuts about these. Is that no one ever says whether it's euros or pounds. They just use the symbol. And God help you if you don't know it. Someone in chat says that's a symbol for croissants. You know, the thing is that with a lot of these uh, people and how much they know, you could tell them that and they believe you.
1: Like, I hate to break it to uh, to places
0: like Ars Technica. Not everyone knows (laughs) what every single global currency symbol
1: is. Heck, with with some people I
0: know, they barely know what their own currency symbol is. Chat says, where can I go to live in a croissant-based economy? I don't know if I'd want to live in a croissant-based economy, because that means that the baking of croissants would be government-regulated, and I don't think I want to live in that world. Getting back on t- on topic, the actual lawsuit itself was in regards to Google Shopping's integration with Google Search, and this lawsuit was started way back in 2009, and finally in, in 2017, it was ruled that it was a violation of antitrust, and Google has finally lost its appeal and now faces a 2.4 billion euro fine.
1: You know what the worst part is? The fine means almost nothing to Google, to Google. It's a
0: decent chunk of change. I'd say it probably hurts Google about as much as my own small company seeing a $200 bill they have to pay. That's about all that would matter in the end. But by far, I'm willing to bet the amount of money they had to pay their lawyers and the stress that their management had to go through just to fight the antitrust lawsuit was way worse than the actual fine in the end.
1: That's what kind of blows me away about a lot of these.
0: Now, as far as I'm aware the actual end of the lawsuit does not result in anything else. Because usually with these, the fine is nothing. The fine to Epic Games and the fine to Apple in their lawsuit meant nothing. What mattered way, way more was the fact that Apple was forced to allow third-party payments. Or that Epic Games app store account was still terminated in the end that mattered far far more than the however many hundreds of millions i think epic paid to google or not a google to uh apple money in the end to a lot of these companies is just that it is just money what matters way more are the rules that allow them to continue in business as they currently are all right are we sick of hearing big corporate news that doesn't matter a whole lot to you directly unless it's explained how it affects you directly let's instead talk about the theme of 2021 Do You know what 2021's theme is? If 2020 was the year of not being allowed to live, as you did before, of having to go ahead and live the life of a basement dweller for everyone, 2021's theme is
1: delays.
0: Without getting too much into the, and well, actually, no, who am I kidding? We're going to get too much into the weed work because that's what I do. 2021 basically is, well, actually, as someone just said in the chat, it's basically the fallout of 2020. As we poorly managed the resur- resurgence back into normal life, shortages started popping up everywhere. And more and more and more components are unavailable products are being delayed even software that's being developed because people were stuck in this weird limbo of having to work from home in an environment they're not used to games were delayed beloved game developers go onto camera and and express, express I can't it is hard to actually think about Yoshi P on, on camera without shedding a tear yourself that guy did not want to announce that delay for for Endwalker Like, holy cow. You could feel
1: that energy of regret. But it's everywhere. An MMO MMO release delayed. Several different MMOs.
0: Delayed by months. Some, I suspect, were intentional to try and avoid other MMOs. Also, holy cow, is, to- is late 2021 not the year of the, M- of the MMORPG?
1: Like, holy cow, there are just
0: tons of them right now. Which is weird because there's no servers to power these MMOs anywhere. Because of the, of the chip shortage.
1: Which we'll get to that more in a bit. But getting back to the point, the Steam Deck is also not immune.
0: The Steam Deck, which is the Nintendo Switch-like device that is powered by Linux from Valve is delayed to February
1: 2022. Do you want a hot take? You want a hot take on this? You better get used to seeing the word stream deck delayed. I am willing to bet there's going to be at least one more delay announced for the Steam Deck.
0: If you are heartbroken about the Steam, back, st- st- Steam Deck, not to be confused with the Stream Deck, but the st- if you're if you're heartbroken about the Steam de- Steam Deck being delayed. To
1: we'll just say the end uh, and the early March. I am willing to bet. You're going to see the steam deck delayed again to summer of 2022. Because the chip shortage is not getting better. It's not. We want to kid ourselves and say it is. But it just simply isn't.
0: We'll cover more of my reasons as to why I think that. But just just be ready for it. It's going to happen. and It's not going to be pretty. Just be prepared. More shortages, more devices you're hoping to get your hands on, not coming out on time.
1: I want to give you better news, but I can't. In
0: the meantime, let's instead laugh at uh, at Grand Theft Auto, the definitive edition trilogy. So Rockstar has actually launched three brand new Grand Theft Auto games. I know. Ever since the dawn of time, Rockstar has effectively made Grand Theft Auto 5 and not made any other game. But they have just made a discovery.
1: There are numbers before 5. So they have...
0: re-released oh I'm sorry they also made Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 2 thus proving they actually have the ability to make other games but they also realize they have Grand Theft Auto's 1 2 and 3 and they can slap a fresh coat of paint and
1: re-release that
0: Well, apparently the developers that uh, Rockstar used to remaster Grand Theft Auto 1, 2, and 3 went to the Fallout 76 school of developing things because
1: they are not good at
0: all. And in fact, one would argue the better answer to these remasters would have been to just re-release the blasted game. Re-release the exact same game. Because the look of it is pretty much just completely AI re-shader generated. It's just a post-processing AI sort of thing and then re-uploaded the textures after the AI was done with it. But then they did absolutely no QA testing. Because there are now a bunch of new holes through the world that you can literally drive a semi truck through. And by new holes, I mean, you could be going ahead, driving down the road, and then all of a sudden, your truck clips through the world.
1: And ends up in the subway glitched out on a platform. Whoops. And to make this even better, to make this all even better,
0: actual game code was visible in the launcher, including, (laughs) including the developer
1: comments. Which that doesn't seem like a good, big deal, right? You know, a lot of people actually would love
0: to see a little bit of behind the scenes. Going ahead and seeing, you know. Hey, I don't think this works here. Hey, a little bit of that. Oh, hey, this is a little bit of the back and forth the developers had. There's a problem with that, though. I'm sure most people can relate to this. But a lot of the commentary said behind
1: closed doors at your workplace.
0: Are most likely not kid friendly. And I don't mean anything like sexually outrageous or anything like that. I just mean like curse words.
1: For instance,
0: your, your developers just go ahead and just leave notes and they're only intended to ever be seen by each other. You're never like I am right now and carefully thinking as you're speaking into a microphone and making sure you don't swear at all or go ahead and say anything, exp- anything that's considered
1: Explicit or in poor taste. When
0: you speak to your coworkers, all you care about is not trying to offend your coworkers. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of, of comments within the code. Of saying, like, I don't know why this effing works, but it does don't change and and all those sort of things.
1: Which again is fine for the for the developers.
0: But, you know, having that available on a game that gr- shouldn't be for kids, but let's be honest. The, a- the average age of the user base of Grand Theft Auto games is... Actually, it, actually I would say the average, the average age of the average uh, Grand Theft Auto player is probably over 18 now. But there's still plenty of people who play Grand Theft Auto that are under the age of 18. Probably 12. If not, probably mentally 12. In fact, I'd probably say most of the users are on the average mentally
1: 12. But I digress. So
0: that's not okay. Also, your code's exposed. So the actual Rockstar Games Launcher was pulled. It was shut down. As Rockstar very, very quickly tries to fix this. And also, by the way, the end product was also very, very low quality.
1: Whoops. That's no good.
0: By the way, should we, should we go and laugh at Facebook a little bit more? Let's go laugh at Facebook a little bit more. Lawmakers are coming for Facebook's algorithm with the filter bubble bill.
1: So Facebook is in a weird spot, right?
0: On one side, you have Facebook trying to say to everyone, they are a platform for all to express their
1: ideas. And they do very little in censoring their own content. They also do very little for you to control your own feed.
0: Someone in chat says you're pronouncing meta wrong. No, I'm not. I am going to call them Facebook because they're still flipping Facebook. They can go ahead and call themselves whatever the heck they want. It doesn't change the fact that Facebook is still Facebook. I'm going to call a fish a fish, no matter how much people want to try and say that that fish is a bird. That's probably a bad example, because I don't think there's a single fish on the planet that's considered a bird. There is a planet that's not considered a planet. Oh, Pluto. You and your weird state of nobody knowing what the heck you are, other than forgotten and a Disney character, but on one half of Facebook, you have them saying they don't filter anything on another side of Facebook. You have the whistleblower saying they're not censoring enough. And then on the other set, on the other side, you have lawmakers saying that they are censoring too much.
1: And then finally, on the user side of things, you know what we see when we look at Facebook?
0: We see the millions upon millions upon millions of gigabytes of our information that was totally going to be handled appropriately by Facebook leak out to
1: the world. Uh, Yeah.
0: So lawmakers are going after Facebook for 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 a. uh, You're censoring too much and there's a filter bubble going on the platform bill. And I personally, as someone who really, really just can't help but laugh at Facebook and the fact that they have one job and they suck at it. Just sit back. And just
1: enjoy popcorn. Oh, I'm sorry. That meta has one job, and they suck at it. By the by,
0: and uh, some very interesting little fun facts that came in through my email. I got an email on my business line here for the stream
1: from a company called Stay Meta. I had
0: to do digging to make sure that stay meta is not associated with Facebook at all. Apparently they're not, but they're very, very new. And I'm willing to bet that pretty much everyone else is gonna go ahead and look at stay meta and assume they are associated with Facebook. I mean, granted, the whole platform I'm not really interested in just because they're they're trying to contact small streamers and say, Hey, you should join our gaming Reddit. We're basically gaming Reddit. We're gaming Reddit. Please join us. We're gaming Reddit. Even though there's a
1: gaming Reddit. It's like not only do you have a bad name. Because Facebook stole your name. But yeah.
0: I do feel bad for pretty much any other company that name themselves meta. In fact, there's another one. Uh friend of mine, Regret, was, ta- was, wh- was talking about another company called Meta Computers, and they are currently in the middle of filing a a lawsuit against Meta for infringing on their copyright and damaging their name by infringing on their copyright. Zone in chat pointed out, ah, yes, but that half-bit company just tricked you into talk- telling me about it. Dang it.
1: They got me. Ah, well. Let's instead talk about
0: other bad opinions. Like YouTube. Removing the dislike button. <gasps> oh, YouTube. So for those who are unaware, uh, YouTube is slowly rolling out from public view, the dislike count. So instead, what you will see is the views, the number of likes, and then the dislike button with no number next to the dislike button. You will no longer see a bar showing likes to dislikes at all. And YouTube's argument for this is logical. The dislike button is being used by bad actors to go ahead and leave surges of negative feedback. And just basically dislike bombing. From developers they don't like. I mean, let's take World of Warcraft, for example. World of Warcraft is getting a ton of flack right now. Because, well, let's be honest, there is an employee scandal in the works right now. And rightfully so. So a lot of people that are disgusted with the way that Blizzard is treating their own employees right now is going. And are just negatively review bombing all the videos so that everyone sees the negative bar.
1: So, by removing the bar and reviewing the view
0: count, this discourages the attacks, right? That's YouTube's take on this. And of course, YouTube also says many other platforms don't even have a dislike button, so everyone will get used to it eventually, anyway. What are my thoughts?
1: I want you to imagine for a moment, you are going and looking for a random product on Amazon. All right, let's pretend you are looking for,
0: you know, let's go back to a previous let's say you're going on Amazon. You're looking for a cheap Android phone that has a headphone jack.
1: There's tons of them out there, you want to find the one that is absolutely perfect.
0: But then let's say you go ahead and view the reviews on it and you only see three, four and five star reviews. All the one and two star reviews you don't see and you don't know the percentage at all because they're just removed. The seller still sees them, but otherwise they are gone.
1: How does that help you, the consumer, to know what you should get?
0: Well, a cell phone costs money, and it doesn't cost you anything to go and view a YouTube video to find out it's bad. Have you ever heard of the term, time is money?
1: Whether you realize it or not, your time still has value.
0: Let's say I'm going through YouTube and I'm trying to find some good videos to go learn about NFTs. We're going to get to NFTs, by the way. Don't worry. We're running out of time very, very quickly, but we are going to get to NFTs. All right, let's say I'm going through and trying to find
1: information on NFTs.
0: What if I get a video that passes off bad information and I don't know it? And the only way to know it is to go through the comment section, which, by the way, you absolutely shouldn't have to do in YouTube at all, seeing as how you are going to get more valuable information from Baron's chat than you are from the YouTube comment section. Let's be perfectly honest here for a moment.
1: I'm sorry, but hearing about how Chuck Norris can swim through land is more valuable than the YouTube comment section. chat saying are you
0: sure baron's chat's pretty bad too just it it is bad and the youtube comment section is still worse
1: if you don't believe me you haven't checked out the youtube comment section in a while that or you're going to the right videos
0: that's actually an amazing point someone in the chat says, how do I assemble a PC? Let's see what The Verge offers. Exactly! The Verge, for those who don't know, put up an atrociously bad
1: video on building a PC. And it got negative reviewed. To absolute oblivion. Well, that's just one example, right? I mean, other platforms don't use the dislike button. And then they function just fine. You
0: know, back to the whole Twitch argument. Back to my whole Twitch rant. I said this on stream and I still stand by it. Twitch would benefit greatly, immensely from a like and dislike button.
1: Even if it was like a like
0: and dislike button that refreshes and recycles itself, like we'll say... We'll
1: say every month. I think that would still
0: benefit the streamer greatly. cuz he, here's something that's actually staggering to me my average view count is roughly a dozen and it's been going down lately just cuz real life has kept me from streaming as much as I'd like to and it's been trending down we actually looked at my stats for twitch you want to know what the t- you want to know what percentage i'm in as far as streamers even though i make basically it was sub revenue and everything rough just barely enough to get a twitch check every month. Do you want to know what in what top percentage I'm in?
1: I'm in the top 2% of Twitch streamers. That is still staggering to me. And While it does say that I do put in a good effort. You know what it says more of?
0: The sheer volume of low quality streamers that are on the platform. Because everyone wants to be the next shroud. Everyone wants to be the next Asmongold. Everyone wants to be the next ninja. But very, 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 very few have the drive to make it happen. And then, of course, there's also the the number who are, you know, casual streamers like myself that go in, they put in a bit of effort, they stream, you know, maybe once a week, maybe twice a month. And that's it. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But if you're a viewer and you're trying to find new streamers to go and watch, heck, that is something that I am having a huge problem with right now in my own streaming career. It is actually very exceedingly difficult for me to find new streamers to raid.
1: Because the discoverability,
0: the ability to filter out the noise from the gems on Twitch is non-existent.
1: A like and
0: dislike button can help that and the fact that youtube is removing the ability for you to see the dislikes makes the like button and the like count worthless why have the like count if you don't know the total
1: oh cool there's a thousand likes
0: That could be 1,000 out of 1,002. It could be 1,000 out of 20,000 liked it.
1: Removing the dislike number
0: makes the value of the like number zero. You might as well remove both buttons then, and thus ruining a major part of the discoverability on YouTube. And I'm not the only one with this opinion, by the way. Many of the major YouTubers have already pushed out videos saying why the removal of the dislike button is absolutely the worst move possible. And you know what? They're going to make another video too. Just like I'm probably going to be talking about this next week as well. because YouTube is not backing down from the stance and they need to because this is absolutely the wrong decision
1: but it's harmful to the creator it, it's it's promoting negativity
0: guess what there's a form of negati- negativity that every content creator ne- needs It's called criticism. And if all you're in is an echo chamber about how good you are, you will never, ever improve the parts about your content that is bad. We're going to take our last break here. When we come back, we're going to get to Discord the NFT kerfuffle, and of course, the last burb. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, we talked briefly about Discord potentially adding in the ability of integrations for NFTs and cryptocurrency wallets. Well, uh, Discord has uh, stepped back from this opinion. They have stepped back from these plans that originally were just leaked out documents and also a poorly done tweet by uh, their CEO, which, uh, by the way, the name, the name of the Discord CEO, by the way, is uh, Jason
1: Citron, And this is the first time I've ever seen the Discord CEO. He looks
0: like if Moot from 4chan and... Bob from accounting, just generic old rando Bob that you pass in at the water cooler. We're like AI
1: merged into one being. He looks exactly like nothing you would have expected from the founder of discord. I'm sorry. I can't get just anyway.
0: The Discord CEO, first off, Discord was trying to say this was a leak. It was an internal thing. It was never supposed to make public. But the Discord CEO himself
1: leaked out the image
0: of integration with cryptocurrency wallets. I want to make sure I actually got the name correct. MetaMask and Wallet Connect. Now, This build never hit the public. I want to stress that. I actually do have Discord Canary installed, which is Discord's beta program. Basically, their test client. This connection feature to connect to crypto wallet never hit Canary.
1: So no one ever saw it.
0: But the fact that this leaked out infuriated so many. There were thousands upon thousands of people saying they were going to cancel all of their Twi- of their Discord Turbo subscriptions, and people apparently have more than one of these subscriptions. I don't know why, but they apparently do. Which you do, you.
1: That is impressive. but but Discord has backed down from it. Now, here's the real question. Why? Why are so many
0: people in the Discord community have a distaste for NFTs and cryptocurrency?
1: Well, Discord, for the most part, is used by gamers.
0: There's also sub-communities. I actually, I'm actually in a Discord server that is mostly populated by artists. As well as many, many other communities. Some with more tasteful content than others. You know what the state of gaming is right now? How many of you have an Xbox Series X? How many of you have an Xbox Series S?
1: How many of you have a PS5? How many of you have one of the most modern gr- graphic cards in your computer?
0: Or how many of you have been on a waiting list for over a year now, waiting for a PS5, waiting for an Xbox Series series, or waiting for a new RTX 3000 series GPU while get while still while still limping along with your ancient RTX se- or GTX 780 that is six seven eight years old now. however old this one I'm holding in, in my hand right now? Because you've been holding out for a a worthwhile generation to upgrade to, but the chip shortage and the fact that cryptocurrency miners are basically buying up every single gaming card in existence to go ahead and mine for a fake currency. So that there is absolutely no way you, as someone who just wants to play a game, can even get your hands on them. And then Discord wants to, is wondering, wow, why is there such hate in our community for cryptocurrency? Gee, I wonder why!
1: It doesn't take a
0: genius to figure this out! I get that Discord is becoming a more generalized place for more than just gamers. But let's be honest. Your logo is still a game controller and a big chonky one at that.
1: The gaming community
0: absolutely hates, underline hates, what the cryptocurrency community has become. Because all the cryptocurrency community is right now is taking every single graphic card they can get their blasted hands on, mining Ethereum so they can go ahead and sell their fake currency to other people who bought into the same freaking Kool-Aid they did and are willing to pay thousands of dollars for this fake currency that almost no one accepts anymore, even though a few war players are trying to and finding a whole lot of problems because the value of the, of the cryptocurrency fluctuates by 20 to 30% on a daily basis.
1: And then there's
0: the NFTs to go ahead and then say that I have a serial number attached to this picture I made, and that gives it the value of tens of thousands of dollars, which has now been commandeered basically by almost purely exclusively scam artists. So that now your JPEG has the amazing benefit of having a serial number on it that constantly consumes power for that serial number to even exist. And of course, just about every single NFT is just the same image with slight edits done to it, a slightly different hat, or a slightly different mouth. There actually are plenty of pictures of people, t- people copy pasting NFT images, putting that 10% transparency over them and over layering them on top of each other. And, you can o- and you- basically what it ends up being is just this one image was just like a blurry outline because that's all that was changed from image to image to
1: image to image.
0: But no, please tell me again why NFTs are the future. And actually I shouldn't even say attaching a serial number to the image because as it turns out, according to the person that's actually in charge, that actually went ahead and made NFTs,
1: that's not even how it works. Currently right now. Here is what
0: Anil Dash, the guy who invented NFTs alongside of Kevin McCoy, has said about the current status of NFTs. The NFT prototype we created in a one-night hackathon had some shortcomings. You, You didn't store the actual digital artwork in a blockchain because of technical limits. Let me interject. That makes sense, of course, because you want to talk about stress on the blockchain. And keep in mind, the blockchain is tons of people going ahead and running their computers full bore to track the usage of everything within the blockchain. That's what their GPUs are doing. They are logging the transaction of everything within the blockchain. So if you're actually storing the image in the blockchain, that now means you are transferring We'll say three megabytes of your picture from computer to computer computer to computer, computer within seconds of each other. You do that thousands of times, tens of thousands of times, hundreds of thousands of times. You can start seeing how the stress on the blockchain ends up becoming more than it can handle. The post continues. Most blockchains are too small to hold an entire image. Many people suggested that rather than trying to shoehorn the whole artwork into the blockchain, one could just include the web address of an image, or perhaps a mathematical compression of the work, and use it to reference the artwork elsewhere. We took that shortcut because we were running out of time. Seven years later, all of today's popular NFT platforms still use the same shortcut. This means that when someone buys an NFT, they're not buying an actual digital artwork. They're buying a link to it. And worse, they're buying a link to to that in many cases lives on the website of a new startup that's likely to fail within a few years. Decades from now, how will anyone verify whether the linked artwork is the Oh, does it really just cut off there?
1: Oh, that's a shame, but you get where he's coming from. The NFTs you're buying, if you are, you don't even
0: have the artwork. The person who actually went ahead, took your NFT, right clicked and saved as owns more of that NFT artwork than you as the person who just spent thousands of dollars on a terrible sham of a... Oh, hey, thank you. Someone just linked me the entire memo that I was unable to get a hold of. That person owns more of the artwork than you do, the person who actually just spent thousands of dollars on the art. Someone in chat just linked me to the entire entire memo that was from the Atlantic.
1: But basically what it boils down
0: to... Is like I said, you're buying a link to it. If that website, if that NFT platform fails,
1: you hold nothing. And your entire investment is gone in the blink of an eye. So in reality... When I said that you are buying a serial number to your artwork that is tacked onto the art, I was wrong. It's far worse than that. You're
0: buying a cruddy shortcut on your desktop that leads to it. And if that art ever is lost, because the, sh- because the website that hosted it, either A, could no longer support its own business model and shut down, or B, the far more likely outcome because NFTs are basically just being used as a giant scam to go ahead and make a quick butt, close down, and move out, they just shut down because they made their killing and don't care anymore.
1: You're left holding nothing. I just went ahead and cut and caught off to where to where I was before. Someone just went ahead and linked the um the thing. So
0: right, I'm actually going to hold off on talk about this any further you you get the, the point and we're actually very quickly running out of time and there's a few other stories i want to get covered in the main podcast first if you didn't believe me before that nfts are a scam
1: please at the very least listen to the people who made it in the first freaking place
0: Because you are the holder of literally nothing. But the worst part is that these NFT diehards, they're all in on the crypto Kool-Aid.
1: The people who are who are, who are trained around these NFTs They basically have a cult-like belief in it.
0: And no matter how much someone like me or someone like you tries to tell them you don't own the art, you own a link to it. And if that platform shuts down, you are left with nothing. And that I, the person who just took a screenshot of your NFT, will be able to hold your art longer than you will. 99 times out of 100, they won't believe you and call you a thief because that is how much they fully believe their own BS. And by the way, if it wasn't apparent that my, that my patience for the crypto crowd is running very, very, very thin, I want to introduce you to quite possibly the coolest sounding cryptocurrency yet, but one that I am going to very quickly hate. I give you... Raptorium, a brand new cryptocurrency, or rather not brand new, but it's been around for a while, but it's now starting to get traction as people have found a brand new way to go ahead and mine this particular cryptocurrency using hardware that currently wasn't used before.
1: To mine Raptorium, you use AMD Ryzen CPUs.
0: Because, you know, cryptocurrency using your solid-state drives and your hard drives and your GPUs creating massive shortages that are affecting wide sloths of the world
1: right now. That wasn't bad enough. No, we need to make sure we get the CPUs as well. Like, here, here's a good one for you.
0: Final Fantasy XIV, currently one of the biggest MMOs, hit a brick wall in its growth.
1: Do you know what that brick wall was? They
0: couldn't get servers to expand their current capacity. They have worked around this now, being able to cobble together what servers they could, and also using new optimizations to help with it. But they're still nowhere near at the capacity they wanted to be when they saw a massive surge after WoW imploded on itself. You know what would be great? If not only could they not find the, the servers because of the silicon shortage, but because... Freaking nerds who drank too much of the crypto Kool-Aid went ahead and and rigged up tons upon tons upon tons upon tons of AMD Ryzen CPUs in their basement. Oh, but don't worry. It's just the desktop CPUs. You know it's not. Because if they can justify shelling out the seven grand because they believe they can make that up and buy some epic processors as well. You know they will, which is going to drive up the price of every single other component that is needed for computing and data centers. Now, this is based on AMD Ryzen's large third-level cache. Or level 3 cache, I should say. That's the actual correct term. Here's another terrifying thought for you. Before you think that, oh, I'll just switch to Intel now that they're actually being decent. The Intel hybrid architecture also has a very large level 3 cache. If more attention is being brought to using CPUs in addition to GPUs, For cryptocurrency mining. Do you really
1: think. The new Intel chips will be immune.
0: I never thought. A guy like me would be begging. For government intervention. But holy cow. I cannot wait for the. For the IRS to really seriously. Start cracking down. On people trading around this currency. And using it for massive money laundering operations. Because that is desperately what cryptocurrency needs right now. Because you got the true diehards that are just mining this like nobody's business and then selling it for a quick buck to go pay their rent. They're part of the problem. Don't get me wrong. But the people going ahead and buying this cryptocurrency, either because they too are true believers and smoked way too much of the Kool-Aid. But then there's also the criminal element in this as well. Transferring their ransom money or whatever into cryptocurrency and then selling it back to then launder it and have
1: it be hey look it's almost completely untraceable lol
0: this sort of thing needs to be bit in the butt and i am and i am very 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 quickly running out of patience for every single part of cryptocurrency i've been willing to keep an open mind. I have kept an open mind about crypto for a long time. But my patience is gone. My willingness to see the other side of the story is gone. Because the other side of the story is lying to itself. And the fact that now we are going to go ahead and try to mine cryptocurrency with every single computer component we can is just a stretch too far. Oh, by the way, does anyone want to hazard a guess as to why everyone assumed that uh, Nintendo was going to go ahead and make a Switch Pro but didn't? Nintendo's claims that chip shortages were hitting the hardware development side of the Nintendo
1: Switch. I'm 50-50 on that.
0: I could see that there were people who wanted to go, people with the Nintendo that wanted to make the Switch Pro, or what would most likely be called like the Switch 2 or something like that, or the new Switch. But they ended up just backing off on it and only making the OLED version because the chip shortages hit them hard, which is not being made better by the fact that, you know... Cryptocurrency wants to go ahead and take every single chip they can and go make frickin' made-up frickin' cryptocurrency with cool names.
1: I don't know. What do you think?
0: Do you think there ever was a Switch Pro in development and Nintendo backed out because of chip shortages? Or, in fact, was it never going to happen in the first place? Chat says, of course, it's a a Switch Pro. It's a Steam Deck. But do you think Nintendo was going to make an actual Switch Pro? I actually would also argue the Steam Deck is not a Switch Pro. Because the controllers are attached. The beauty of the Switch Pro or the Switch is the fact that the controllers are detachable and there's multiple different ways to play on it. In the case of the Steam Deck... There is only two ways to use it. Handheld as God intended. And through a dock to go ahead and use it as a a very adorable, very awkward desktop. That's
1: pretty much the only two ways to use it. That's pretty much it.
0: And... Before we close up shop, let's turn to the last verb. The last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. A robotics engineering student has gone and modified an iPhone X to have a USB-C port because Apple was taking way too long to go ahead and adopt a normal standard like a normal human being would. And after going ahead and finishing up this project, he went ahead and put it up for auction. And it has
1: successfully sold and been paid for for
0: 86 thousand and one dollar
1: hey Apple Apple
0: you should take a hint if you want to go ahead and make fat stacks just put on a USB type C port and all of a sudden your thousand dollar phone it's value goes up by 8,600%. Now, before any, everyone starts going, holy cow, that's outrageous. This cannot be real. What the heck goes on? Cure me out.
1: There is only one reason it's sold for this much. It's as a collector's item.
0: It is literally the world's first USB-C iPhone. And it's also a message. There's a message that says, we as the consumer will go to any lengths, if we so choose, to get the features that we want. And you know what's even better? It is clean. And it looks really Really good, folks. That is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I do encourage you to check out the daily podcast, the early burb briefing, quick four-minute daily episode of tech rants like this, but short and easily digestible in the morning. And I'll check out my check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. We're also going to have a big fat subscriber episode this week for Eagle Eyes on Tech because there is a lot to talk about that we didn't get to because Twitch really ticked me off. Take care and I hope you have a great day. Okay, adding the USB type C port to the bottom of the iPhone is cool and all, but what about that one guy a few years ago that took a drill and drilled out for the headphone jack that was still in his iPhone 7? Now that guy was the galaxy brain thinker that we need. Now the real question is, who's going to take the iPhone next onto a CNC mill and mill out the missing SD card slot? Come on, the sky's the limit. I'm sure we can mutilate an iPhone even more to get the features that should have been there in the first bloody place. And actually, while we're at it, can we do the same thing to a Samsung phone? Because I'm not going to lie. The missing headphone jack and the missing SD card slot hurts me way more on this S21 Ultra than it does on an iPhone. Why, Samsung? Why have you forsaken us?